Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint, it's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Alright everyone, hello and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk, almost said Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, follow me on Twitter at RealChrisPlatty. Joining me once again is the king of the NBA podcast feature, my man Akil. Akil, how you doing? I'm good man, we haven't done one of these, so let's get right into it. Yeah man, let's get right into it. So this is the second annual award, NBA regular season award podcast, so we're going to go through every award and yes, of course, the excruciating All-NBA teams, which we will do last. Um, so, uh, what award do you want to start with? Do you want to start with MVP? Because like, I feel like normally this is where we end, but this year it's obvious. Yeah, let's do MVP first, okay. get it out of the way. Okay, so it's so it's Harden. And yeah, James has been phenomenal. Yeah, so neither of us disagree. So, I kind of want to go down the list then. Like, what is what is like your top five roughly look like? Or um, top three, even. Because I think, I think LeBron is pretty much a lock at second, uh, right? Yep, so mine is James Harden, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, LeBron, of course. Yeah. And number three, honestly, I could make a really good case for him. He just didn't get enough games in this year, but Steph Curry. Oof, I don't know about that. I, I get that because just because of players on the team and just the team that he has. But you can see it right now when he's been out for this stretch. How abysmal they look. And that's also to a lot of bad effort levels on their team. Right. But, like, the numbers when he plays are just, like, different. They're, like, a... Out of this world. World (laughs) team compared to, yeah, him not being on. Right. I think he's still second in offensive rating and not even playing, like, 40 games with, like, 120 points something. And, yeah. Um, so, I feel like... I don't... I, I don't want to say Giannis because Giannis is an AC. I don't want to say AD because AD is in danger of falling out of the playoffs. Is Russ is also in danger of falling out? Like there's to me, there's no good third option. Somebody said Dame the other day, and I thought that was crazy. But like Portland, 
I mean, talk about narratives. Talk about all of that. Uh, I almost said CB3, sorry. Dame is on the third best team in the West. That's true. And he's playing out of his mind basketball. Now, granted, it's it's really been over the last month where he, where he's played like MVP caliber ball, like super level MVP caliber ball. Not that he's been playing bad all year, but like he really stepped it up this last month before his injury. But, I mean, who the hell saw Portland as the number three? I had them out of the playoffs in the start of my podcast, or start of this season. Yeah, nobody thought that they are going to be up this high at all, for sure. So, like, yeah, I think I think my third would be Dame for okay. that reason. Um, I can see it. Yeah. All right, let's jump to another award then. Um, where do you want to jump to? You want to go to six man? Just yeah. go down the list? Yeah, All right. I mean, that's easy. All right, six man is easy as well. It's Lula. Lou Willard, Jay Crawford. Take your pick. You yeah, know, every year, just yeah. But this year, court. it's definitely one hundred percent Lou Will. Lou Will has been a bucket getter. Yeah, played himself into a nice little contract out there, which is like Clippers. I way cheaper than I thought he was going to get. Yeah, I thought he could have got like paid this. I thought he could have got out. ten each. Oh, easily. I thought ten to twelve was. Yeah, his range. I thought he could have got like some team would be dumb enough to give him fifteen. I feel like. With the cap situation, though, yeah. I don't think so. Some team would be dumb enough to give him 15. That's I mean, all I'll say. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Never underestimate the stupidity of organizations. Shout out to the New York Knicks. Yeah. yeah, shout out to New York Knicks. I was going to say the Kings, but that works. Too. That, that too. They're like the new Golden State Warriors when Golden State was really dumb with everything in the world <laughs> until they had a good ownership group come in and finally decide to take over. Take that shit over. All right. Um, I want to I want to come back to rookies. So let's go let's go MIP. Let's get all the easy ones out of the way. MIP Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Um, this one's no contest. I think second to me is Andre Drummond. Um, I don't even know who I'd give a second to on this award. I really don't. I think it's Andre Drummond because Andre. I'm, I mean, think about think about like just think about how bad and how little value teams wanted for him a year ago. That's true. Like think about where he was. They couldn't trade. They couldn't like attach a pick to get rid of him, pretty much. And now he's like a good center that like a lot of teams would want to have. He's not the most ideal center. He doesn't fit a lot of. He doesn't fit perfectly, but with the right team, yeah, he'll he fit fits. Good. He yeah, fits amazing. Really good. For so, sure. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's Drummond. I think the separation is clearly that Oladipo elevated his whole team to playoff status. Drummond had a better team and yeah. did less. Understandable. So, I, I'm with that. I can see it. All right, so let's jump to uh, rookie of the year. Let's I thought go. we were gonna go defensive and then. Rookie. All right, let's go with defensive then. Okay. Defensive. Um, so I'll let you take it. For me, I'm gonna go with uh, Rudy Gobert. All right. Now I'll pull up. I'll pull up. To me, it's a two race, right? It's just Embiid and Gobert. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. I'm going with Embiid. So, um, I mean, Embiid. Is got him beat in rebounds by a long shot. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's point, point one. Oh, point one. Okay. Yeah, yep. point one. Um, but no, seriously. Um, Embiid is just uh, you know, Gobert's winning the traditional stats like steals and blocks. I mean, barely by steals and not really much of a difference in blocks as well. But um, I just think Embiid has anchored a Philadelphia 76ers defense that is one of the best in the league. And I know you could say the same about the Jazz. Jazz so, is actually number one in the right, league. Right, the Jazz are the number one. Are they the number one? 92.2 still, I believe. All right, I'm going to fact check that. But um, Embiid is just 
Embiid's played 10 more games. And to me, that's really the difference. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Um, but the thing for me is, like, when... The thing for me was that first couple of games when uh, Embiid... I mean, Rudy Gobert came back. Utah's second in the league overall in defense throughout the year. Yeah. And but I'm Philly just, is fourth. There, There's a point three difference. Okay, I get that, but I'm saying like primarily like when he got back, that defense rating jumped, yeah, really high. But anyways, I'm just saying when he got back post injury, like you could clearly tell the team was completely different defensively. Like they amazingly like people didn't score against them. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and and I mean the, their defense is obviously the biggest reason why they're you know the best team or not the best team, but they're in the playoffs with the best yeah, teams. Exactly. Um, the defensive rating though between the two, let me look. And Embiid is right there. Um, you know, nine point seven to ninety-seven point nine. Yeah, yeah, that's close. Right there. Um, defensive rebound percentage. Embiid's barely got Gobert beat, which surprises me as far as rebounds go. Um, I'm, I mean, the rest of the numbers are honestly. You so could really honestly, matter, if these guys played even number of games, you could flip a coin and just call it good. I would, I would, I would go with. I would if if it was, and we had this discussion before the podcast. If it was, if it was a five a game or less window, I would have went with Gobert. But oh. ten is a lot. Okay, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. So, um, I think Embiid gets it. Uh, Phillies again, the fourth defense, and I know. That again to make kind of the case for Gobert, like the Philadelphia 76ers defense is still excellent without Embiid right now during this little like win streak. But yeah, but I mean, let's be honest, teams get hot and they play well. Yeah, and so you know, even though 13 is a is a nice sample size of a season, it's still it's still there's a lot of very like when when you're just playing like when you're just playing well like if you're just if you're just in that zone in that groove your team um your team can outperform what they are like i don't think this team is a top four defensive team without joel and regularly yeah and i could feel like i could probably say the same thing and, about gobert yeah yeah but, but you I, can but i do think i do think utah has a better defense overall does it though does it does it really i don't know I think it's more systematic. I think it's more Quinn Snyder being a really good coach yeah. and them systematically figuring out ways to get it done on defense. All right. Speaking of Quinn Snyder, let's then jump to defensive player of the, or, coach well, of the coach year. Of the year. Yeah, <laughs> coach of the year. All right. And I think neither of us picked him, but he could be one of the guys. Neither of I have him. I have my one two is Brad Stevens and uh, and Quinn Snyder second and D'Antoni third. You okay. have go. You had Brad Stevens, right? Yes. And this might be so obvious that it's pretty bad, but what, Mr. Greg Popovich? That's a good. That that's a good. That's a really really good coach. Like, and this is why I hate. I if it's coach of the year, I think the best coach should get it every year. Yeah, and Greg Popovich is without a doubt in my the best mind, coach the best in the coach. NBA. And I'm gonna be honest, like people like. For them to stay afloat in the West without without Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and and actually have dysfunction for and the have dysfunction yeah and have dysfunction for the first time in like eight years like since dinosaurs were not extinct like yeah yeah that's why Back I can when honestly, Tim Duncan was being raised by dinosaurs exactly 
But, no, but yeah. yeah. A pop, for sure. And then uh, my other one was Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. You yeah. would give... Where's Quinn Snyder? Is he in your top three? Third. Third. He's third. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, man. I mean, look. I really, truly... Like, if we break it down... Like, let's go through... Let's go through how many coaches honestly deserve consideration for, like, a top five consideration. Right? So you got... You got Brad Stevens... Uh, Popovich, um, uh, Quinn Snyder, Dwayne Casey, that's four right there. Mike D'Antoni, um, who else? Eric Spolstra. Yeah, well, there's always some coaches. It's the same thing with LeBron, right, and MVP. Yeah. It's just that you can give it to him every single year. You just don't give it to him, and you try right. to find somebody else. Right, it's, it's the same thing. Right? It's the same thing with Pop and... Narrative has become Spolstra, the most... D'Antoni, and Kerr, and all the good... It's more or less... Yeah, it's 100% story-based. It's like the guy that... All the awards are getting that way. It was always... It was not always, but it became that way the last, like, 10 years with MVP. And now yeah. it's really extended to all the other awards. Yeah. Uh, Black Trey said it best on uh, now officially back-to-back. Yeah. But it's, it's just the, like, oops, my bad award. It's really plain and simple. Like, the team that you basically kind of write off and then... They do really well and blow all expectations. You're like, oops, my bad. Like, we didn't know that. It was just like, all right, we'll give it to you. Right. Coach of the year. Like, with that being said, Nate McMillan, too. Yes, Nate McMillan deserves consideration. Um, Who else, man? I mean, there's a bunch of coaches. Obviously, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Obviously, Steve Kerr. Um, Even though there's some idiots out there that think the Warriors just coach themselves and they're fine. Yeah. Against the Phoenix Suns, I do it once. And then they're like... Against the Phoenix Suns, who've gotten walloped by 40, like, so many times. No, but also shots to Pop, because he did that in, like, the middle of the playoff series. Like, mm-hmm. they were down 2-1, and they're, well, they're, like, that team went on, like, a... The team that they were playing went on, like, a 10-0 run, and he called a timeout, and he was like, you guys do it. Like, apparently I'm not working. <laughs> and they went on, like, a 29-5 to run, and then it was, like, ball game. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um... Man, there's so many good coaches in the coaches league. Coaches is, yeah. Coaches have never been better. Yeah, coaching's for sure. Like, it's crazy to think that Stan is, like, a lower half of the league coach. Yeah, that's true. And he's a top and like, coach. That in a it. decade ago, he was the top. And it's not like Stan Van Gundy got stupid. Yeah. Like, he's still a good coach. but There's just a lot of good basketball minds. Just a lot of good basketball minds today. Um, Perfectly said. Let's jump to what's the left. Uh, all we got left is rookie. So, Rookie of the Year. I'm going to split between two people, and we yeah. both, everybody here knows it. Everybody knows it, too. Donovan Mitchell versus Ben Simmons. Whichever whichever one you pick, there is a hide for both of them. So, whichever one you pick is going to divide my fan base. So, Yikes. Uh, so, honestly... Is there... Hold on. Before you, before you give an answer, should we really be considering a co-Rookie of the Year this year? We've this done is it the, before. This is the one year I could say we could have a co-rookie of the year. I think so. And honestly, this is my thing. I have a case. Uh, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. Okay. And I know, Ben Simmons, you're fantastic. You're amazing. The past two weeks you've had not shooting anything outside of 10 feet of the rim of Ben. still dominating. still dominating basketball games. I get it. You're really good. But, rookie extended. He had, like, the whole year before last. That's right? a very fair point. And half of the challenges of being a rookie is just understanding how to be a rookie. And, like, being in the NBA as far True. as just, like, schedule just and travel adjust, goes. Yeah. And, like, look, he got to do all the adjustment last year and not have to touch the floor. Yeah. 
And so, like, half of your battle's already done. Like, now you can True. actually figure out how to play basketball. Now you can just focus on playing. Yeah. So, like, that, and then Donovan had to worry about all of that. And still, honestly, like, when he got And where's that Utah offense? That Utah yeah, well, offense this is my gets thing. 40 points a game without him. Yeah, that, and it's also, like, it's hard to be a rookie and, like, the moment you step floor, foot on the floor, they're like, all right, we're pointing to you. You're our guy. Like, offensively, yeah. we need you to do pretty much everything for us. Yeah. And he's done went it. above and beyond all expectations. And he's done it officially at a very high rate. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will go on record saying I want there to be co-rookie of the year. Like, I truly do. But if I have to pick, if we're – which it's, it's crazy because to me it doesn't seem like – from a lot of like the people that I listen to, the people that I talk to, all that, it doesn't really seem like co-rookie of the year is being considered. No. At all. No. But um, So the reason I'm going Ben Simmons is um, I think Ben Simmons is just... The way he's playing is obviously amazing, and it's not just right now, but all season he's played very well. And I think, I think what it comes down to is he's just straight up, talent-wise, in a vacuum, the best rookie. I'm not mad at that. He's the best rookie. He's doing. He can do thing. He can do way more things than even Donovan can. And at this point in his career, uh, or in their careers, I should say. And so I'm just going. I'm just going Ben Simmons because look, I I really really. I know we had expect. I know Utah Jazz expectations were low, but I I personally had low expectations for Philly. I did not think that they could come in. And have this kind of success in their first real year together, like what they're doing is amazing. Understandable. I'm not um, with that. Like I, they're honestly think we should have co-record of the year. Yeah. So whatever case you say, I'm gonna agree with this. It. Just that I had to pick a side, and yeah. it was like, yeah, hey, diamonds. It's honestly 51-49 at this point. Like, it really is. It could flip the other way around for me tomorrow if yeah, something happened. And that's exactly the reason we're doing this. With only two games left, um, to me it can't really this is the only award that could like two games could actually swing it honestly if they split it down the middle i wouldn't be mad and just say went co-rookie yeah i would i'm rooting for that on record so there we go i kept my uh i kept my mormon fans happy and my philadelphia fans. when was the last co-rookie we had was that was it just the grant one wasn't that grant and jason kidd i think so i'm gonna look that up um nba co-rookie there we go of the year uh, rookie of the Year award winners. Here we go. This this will just tell us. Uh, Going to like nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. It was like ninety five. Jason Kidd, Grant Hill. Yep. Boom. It's the only year. Oh, I know. Steve Francis, Elton Brand, two thousand. Wow. Ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, let's see. Let's make sure there wasn't another one. I totally forgot about Beast Mode, Elton Brand. Um, Shots Duke. Wow, Michael Carter Williams won a Rookie of the Year. <laughs> God damn it! That's that insane. That kid. Okay, just because they gave it to him, you got to give it to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Philly doesn't deserve a Rookie of the Year. They already got one that they should. Oh, true. You, does Utah have one? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, he was playing well that year. But anyways, he, he really wasn't. He was just getting triple doubles and yeah. well flipped out. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, ben Simmons. One rookie of the Year. Wow. That's crazy. Ben Simmons wow. and uh, Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, both of you deserve it. I hope both of you get the award. That would be awesome. Um, if not, you know, whatever. Life goes on. You guys are both good players. And Rookie of the Year does not matter in terms of the grand scheme of careers. Like, it's cool to have that award, but at the end of the day, 
rookie of the year is one year of your fucking career. And the least important year of your career, honestly. Exactly. Arguably. Anyways, moving on. Alright, you ready to jump into some all-NBA action? Oh, let's do it, man. Alright, so um, we are going to go through uh, all-NBA rookie, defense, and of course all-NBA. Uh, so... First, let's start. Where where do you want to start? Do you want to start rookie or defense? Let's go with rookie first. Rookie? All right. Yeah. All right. So for the all rookie teams, um, first team, we'll just go. We'll just go. Uh, we'll just go first team. So first team, I got Simmons, Mitchell, Kuzma, Tatum, and Lowry, marketing of the Bulls. Um, you were actually the one who kind of uh, dissuaded me uh, or swayed me to lean Kuzma because I actually um, actually thought that uh, the rookie teams you had to have a legit center. No, you do not. But um, yeah, I think that's a pretty unanimous one, right? Like, I mean, do you do you really see any arguments for anyone else coming in? No. First team. No. No, I I don't yeah, think so no. either. <laughs> I think no. it's pretty plain and simple. These are the five best rookies in the league. Um, second team, I think is spearheaded by Dennis Smith. I think he's probably the sixth For best sure. rookie in the league. For sure. Um, then I got my boy Bam from the Heat, uh, Jarrett Allen from the Nets, Collins, John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks, and of course the Lakers, Lonzo Ball. Um, what do you have for your second team? Yeah, I had Lonzo, Dennis Smith, uh, John Collins. Yeah, that's actually the same. Bam and Jarrett. You had Bam and Jarrett as well? Yeah, actually, no, let me check. I don't think I had Jarrett. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think you had Jarrett necessarily, but... No. Um, you buy me time. Yeah, I will buy you absolutely time and say that um, all respects to Luke Kennard for not making the second team. Um, you were clearly deserving. I wanted to put you first team, but, uh, you know... Donovan Mitchell just beat him out, but you know, that Luke Kennard's a better player. I think. I think if we're being objective here, we can all admit that the Utah Jazz are are just totally upset that Luke Kennard didn't fall to them. Yeah, I had. I had OG Anunoby, uh John Collins, Smith, Lonzo, and uh, Bogdanovich. Oh, Bogdanovich of the Pacers. That's yes. right. Um and no bam. Okay, no bam. Uh so you had you had Jarrett though? No. Oh. No. So wait, who are the who was the other different one you had? So you uh, John had, Collins. You had John Collins. And no, you had Collins yeah, too, I had right? Collins, yeah. No, uh Bogdanovich and Ananubi. Oh and Ananubi. Okay, so for Bogdanovich and Ananubi and then you had Bam and Jarrett. Yeah, okay. So um uh, just go ahead and explain why why you chose the two you chose that are different. Yeah, uh, I didn't think Bogdanovich was going to be this good. Yeah. And he's kind of a bucket getter. I'm not going to lie, the guy can shoot it pretty well. Yeah, how much is he averaging? Let me check that, actually. I'm curious to see how much he's averaging. Um, Bogdanovich. Um, he is averaging... Fourteen a game, wow! Yeah, bucket getter. That that's 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 bucket getting territory. Right oh yes, there. it is. Um, um, especially as a rookie. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I had Bogdanovich and then um, Ogianna Um, he's kind of been spearheading that uh Toronto bench. 
Yeah, that second unit. Yeah, really great defense and just being an energy guy. Mm -hmm. For sure. A lot of stuff for him was stuff that wouldn't really show up on the stat sheets as far as just... So did you did you feel you were rewarding him because of just how good the um just because of how good the uh the Raptors are or did you feel like he genuinely No, I honestly felt like he was deserving of it and I also have like a personal vendetta against Kentucky and all things Kentucky. <laughs> so that was very big into play for me for well uh, Bam not being it. I got the I got the stats right here and they say that Bam the traditional stats, at least. Let's go to the advance real quick, because uh, I'm actually looking at these for the first time as well. Um, okay, net rating much better for OG, but I mean, it helps when you have a team with DeRozan, Lowry. Yeah, a Tanaka. lot of it's a lot of it's definitely the fact that he has real teammates and. But you got a better fe- effective field goal percentage too. That's true. But a uh, monstrous advantage in the rebound for Bam. No. Uh, Assist ratio fifty percent. Well. No, sorry, I thought that was fifty point eight percent to six point eight, and I just looked at <laughs> two like opposite comments. Like, wait, what? That can't be possible. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, honestly, that could probably be a coin flip. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went OG because, uh, or sorry, not OG. Uh, Bam, because you got you tricked me there. Uh, I went with Bam because he's been slightly better, and he's still on a playoff team. Yeah. Bam's going to be really good, though. Yeah, he you is. You can tell they're kind of moving away from Hassan. He is, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Heat are definitely moving away from Hassan. And they want him to be I that can, kind I of would small not be, ball hybrid yeah. center that can get out and guard guards and still be big enough and strong enough to guard centers if you have to. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I agree with that assessment. Um, but I will say the case for OG is that uh, Bam kind of had a late, like, surgence. Yeah. You know, so he didn't, um, he wasn't, as impactful all year long as OG was for sure over the courses over the sample of the entire season but I think uh Bam has been better for a significant amount of games enough for me to give him the edge and as far as uh Jared Allen goes I do want to look up his numbers because I just honestly that was one where I watched a few of their their games down the stretch with Brooklyn and I just really like what I saw from How him. much of the stuff that Spencer Dinwiddie is playing this good and he's not on the Pistons, by the way, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets? How, is it, how much does it sting? Is that what you're yeah. asking? Uh, it stings. I was a guy who believed in uh, in Spencer Dinwiddie, actually. I thought he was going to be a really Honestly, good player. really solid, like, do it all, a little bit of everything. Anyways, yeah, sidetracking. Yes. Yeah, um, anyways, so Jared Allen, um, I mean, the numbers are the numbers are kind of... Pretty good, honestly. Yeah. As far as I'm, oh, that's an ugly net rating. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, he's playing but, for Brooklyn. But it sucks, though. Well, that and also when you're a bench guy, it's not like you're playing that big of minutes anyway. So the net rating will always mm-hmm. be a little lower. I mean, look at, look at though, plus 10 on the court, uh, plus 10 defensive rating, and but minus on offense a lot. Minus 57? Yeah. Point five. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, Point nine. Yeah, wow. Woof. That's a huge, huge difference. Um, okay, let's so let's compare them. So, um, Bo, Bogdan uh, or Bojan uh, is it Bojan or Bogan? Bojan. Bojan is one, and then Bogdan is the other. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, one hundred six point seven offensive rating, one hundred four. So he's better on both ends of the floor. So you're 
you probably win this argument. I know um, I do, man. What because... are you going to do? Not... <laughs> <laughs> I know I do, man. Um, but yeah, he he's playing better on a playoff team. I just, you know what? I really like what I saw. He's a Jared Allen's a nice energy guy. Um, I like those centers. I feel like I feel like those are the type of centers that you want on every team. Whether he's your second, third center, if he's your second or third center, you know you're okay. Yeah, I want to say, but yeah, uh, for sure. But Bo, Bojan is definitely yeah better starter. So yeah, so I should correct my team and put uh, Bojan on because he is playing better on a playoff team. Um, so I really have no argument whatsoever. I just went off the, I just went off the eye test of what I seen. Yeah. And truthfully, before this podcast started, I did not realize he was a rookie. I thought it was the second year in the league. Nope. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Let's jump to uh, defense. All right. So. All NBA defense, first team, I think we're probably going to be in agreement once again. Embiid, Horford, Covington, Jimmy Butler, and CP3 is my I'm, five. I'm rolling. You're rolling with that? I am rolling. You don't have any disagreements? Nah. All right. Um, let's jump to the second oh, team. Oh, so I know, uh, not to get off on the little tangent, but uh, Joel Embiid keep doing a thing on social media. Oh, yes. Love you. Always yeah, that well. was... Love it. Keep it going. That was hilarious what he posted on... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Donovan, <laughs> that was hilarious. But anyways, uh, we got we got second team. I got Roberson, Paul George, Draymond, Rudy Gobert, and Ricky Rubio. Um, you have some differences, right? Roberson, PG, Draymond, Gobert, and Rubio. That's my five. I need to find my point guard. So just buy me time. All right, tell me why you have a. Uh... Rubio. Rubio is your point guard. Well, Rubio is he's he's been a he's been an awesome plus for uh for Utah all year defensively. He's been he's been a good guard. Um, he's but what he's really done is he's kind of forced turnovers, which is something that Utah didn't really do a lot of before. They had great defense, but it was more so their defense usually resulted in a lot of contested long twos or contested threes or. Or shots at the rim when you have Gobert, one of the best defensive centers in the league. So that's how Utah always had a traditionally good defensive team uh, going back to last year. But um, this year, of course, all those same things apply. But I think what's made Utah's defense even better than it was last year is guys like Rubio being able to play passing lanes um, and get some steals and force some turnovers, which has helped because you and I have both discussed Although Donovan Mitchell has been great and everything, this is still not a great offensive team. So I think his, so I think Rubio has been extremely valuable on the defensive end, and when you have the, uh, and when you have one of the top three defenses in the league like Utah has, um, I'm okay with you having two guys on a on a team. So Rubio and uh, Gobert both deserve to be on an all NBA, an all NBA defensive team. So that's my case there for for Rubio. Um, for Draymond, I know you went. You didn't go with Draymond, right? You went with no. I gave him the edge over KD. You did? Yeah, he's been really well these last couple, this last stretch for yeah. sure. And my thing is like, I get what you're. I get what you're saying because we kind of talked before the podcast about um, about KD versus Draymond and. KD was awesome defensively for the first half of the season. I mean, in February, we were talking about, is this guy defensive player of the year? And um, 
you know, his his numbers kind of tailed off, his RPM kind of tailed off, and um, and what to me, I know Draymond's defense has not been as good as it was when he you know won the award and everything, but Draymond just you know you know that he's not playing engaged right now and when he plays engaged he is one of the best 10 defenders in the league no question best bar none 10? bar none well i'm saying because there's 10 slots for the all nba oh, defense teams best yes. like 3 or yes. 4 yes yes he's honest. best he's best 3 or 4 so that's why i'm giving it to him okay i think i think reputation yeah. matters not to cut you off yeah but my point guard was uh, dejounte murray dejounte murray of san antonio i like yes. that um yeah, with him on the floor, uh, they're 95.2 points per 100 possessions okay, compared to him being off. Uh, defensively, he's kind of been spearheading that unit for sure, now since Kawhi's not there. And he's been honestly amazing. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look up his uh, his numbers as well. So... Um, well, it loads. Um, okay, so as far as uh, as far as def- uh, defensive rating, uh, Dejounte Murray is better uh, defensive rating, which is surprising considering R- Ricky Rubio has such a great defensive system. Um, yeah, you know he is. I like him. I I don't think I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. Oh um, uh, yeah, and because uh, because Murray's just a long, like you said. Defender. Yeah, honestly, also besides that, he's also that six five guy, so he can switch a lot of things and guard one through three for sure. Right. And uh, honorable mention for defense of the year goes to uh, Drew Holiday for the Pelicans, who's been pretty good defensively. As yeah, well. man, he's a big reason why they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or are they currently in the playoffs, man? I don't know what that Western standings. Man, we need to do a catch up pod. With one game left in the season, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to. Honestly, there's six teams all tied for. Yeah, it's crazy. Eight. But... It's it's crazy those standings. Uh, but I'm not gonna get off in a tangent there. Um, I think, I I think that. Um... Stop looking at offensive numbers when we're talking about defensive teams. <laughs> I'm not. My mouse is on the three pointers made, but I promise you that's not gonna be the case I make. I, for all defensive team, I'm just kind of zoning out, looking, um, looking at everything. But um, yeah, I just I like I like what Rubio I like what Rubio brings. Um, and again, when you're on the when you're on a top three defense in the league, I'm not mad at having two people um, on your for on sure. your team. But uh, you're right, Dejounte Murray is a huge reason why the why the Spurs are still afloat. And shouts to Pop for starting him, you yeah, know, yeah. and making that move, you know. I know it must against have been tough over for him. Tony Parker, yeah, um, that must have been tough. So oh, and to keep going on, uh, Dejounte Murray is currently seventh in defensive real plus minus. Where is Rubio? Rubio is. Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. Oh, Utah, Utah, Utah. I can't even find him on this, honestly. I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still sticking with uh, Rubio as my guy because um, because I just think he brings an element to the defense that Utah didn't have last year. Like Understandable. I'm so, not mad at it. Um, but uh, you haven't found where he's at? Nope. I'll find it in a couple seconds. Oh, there we go. Um, he is 1.23. 
compared to the point six six for DeJounte Murray. Wow. Uh, so what rank is he in the league? Um, in the league overall, he is... Well, I just went through point guards, but oh. 10. Oh, he's 10th point guard? 10th in point guards. Uh, 5th is Drew Holiday. 6th is Marcus Smart. 7th is CP3. And then DeJounte Murray for defensive real plus minus is number 1. Hmm. Interesting. I stand by my predictions. <laughs> Alright. Or my decision. Uh, Alright, you ready to jump into some all-NBA? So now we got... All NBA teams. All right. All right. So this is where so, things got a little tricky here. So we, before the podcast, we discussed it out, um, and we kind of came up with a uniform, uh, a uniform one through three team. Uh, we came up with all the NBA teams, and uh, and we wrote down some misses, and we're gonna kind of, and and from there we're just gonna kind of argue. But um, the first team, I feel a hundred percent confident in. And we got Harden, Russ, LeBron, Giannis, and AD. I don't think there's really, I don't think there's really any other argument. No, I'm with that. 100%. Um, second team, we got CP3, Damian Lillard, KD, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. Um, I feel like I feel like the the ones that people are going to question are is CP3 and Dame are they second team caliber? What about Jimmy? Um, but KD obviously, of course, is the second team, and Embiid is, of course, the second team. I think those are for sure. Um, third team, we got Stefan DeRozan along with Aldridge, Horford, and Towns. Um, so obviously, the people we're missing: um, Victor Oladipo, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Demarcus Cousins, and Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors. Um, anyone else you feel we're leaving off the discussion list? Kyrie as well. Yeah. No, you pretty much nailed it all on the head. All right. Um so where do we want to do we do we want to try and tweak these anymore like I mean what do you, what do you think? I'm fine with honestly. I thought we did a pretty good job. I think we did too. I mean it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird having like three like big men and and the third team, but, but honestly, it really does happen a lot yeah. because the guard play is so good in the NBA today. I mean, let's face it; it's a guards league, yeah. and all the really good big men kind of just get thrown into the same pot, and, and they get yeah, they kind some, of feed off that. Yeah, some of them get screwed over, and hey, some of them get rewarded. Some um, of them get rewarded. That's Aldridge, I feel like Aldridge people are gonna question that, but dude, look at what San Antonio's doing. Yeah, that's my thing. It's just like you're surviving with just him being your guy. Mm-hmm. Because he is absolutely the number one guy, even though the Spurs don't really ever have a guy. They really do. Um, Horford obviously deserves it. Boston's went through so much this year. Horford's been amazing. He's an outside defensive player of the year candidate. I would probably give him the third slot. Honestly, towards the first half of the year, was pretty much him clear-cut favorite. Just, like, write it down. Yeah. And it just, like, and then it just became, wow, Embiid. Wow, Gobert. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Al Horford anchoring the best defense in the NBA. Um, definitely the third best, uh, definitely the third uh, place finish for me in Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, so that one's not in question. Towns has played unbelievable. He played unbelievable in Jimmy Butler's absence. Yeah. Here's the Defensively, real Defensively, he's gotten a lot better, too. Yes, he has. Overall, Overall. He's, had, he's had stretches. It's been inconsistent. 
Um, he had that month in December where right, he was, where ridiculous. He was just ridiculous. He was out here looking like Bill Russell, bro. Yeah, he was out here the fucking Bill Towns. Um, Steph Curry, that's the controversial one because of the 51 games. Um, DeMar DeRozan, I think, is... I think he's got to make one of the teams. I, yeah. think I think he's good. Maybe you can argue him over Dame in second team, but I don't really, or CP3, I don't think so, personally. Um, but you could because, I mean, the Raptors are on pace for 60 wins. Yeah, dude, let's just do it to get the diss track. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right, let's just do it to get the diss track, get that promo. Shout out to Dame Dalla. Um, but yeah, so, I mean... Oladipo, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Demarcus Cousins, Kyle Lowry, Kyrie Irving. Any of who of those to you in that group stands out as like the closest to making it? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. I'm with that. I'm with that. Kyle Lowry or Kyrie. Let me real quick look up the difference in games played between Kyle Lowry or sorry. Now you got me messed up. Um, between Kyrie and uh, Steph. I think it's like only a three-game difference. I thought you might Kyle Lowry. I know. I'm just looking up Kyrie because I think Kyrie has been amazing. But, yeah, I'm with you. Kyle Lowry, I would put it over Kyrie slightly. Okay. Um, Let's see here. What's the games played here? Nine-game difference for Kyrie. Who's the second player that you're looking at? Uh, Steph. Oh. But Steph obviously destroys net rating. I mean, come on, net Steph has a way better team. But and but also like Boston Celtics led the lead in like twenty point comebacks this year. That is true. <laughs> they were on incredible when it came to that. Um, but yeah, Curry is the better player, so I'm not mad at him going over Kyrie. Let's look him over Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, and this is where I need Jade to just fill time. Oh, wait, shit, not Kyrie. Steph Curry. Okay, let's look at the numbers. Assist ratio wins by a mile. Rebound percentage, very important when it comes to point guards. Uh, yeah. Effective field goal percentage. Steph's got the edge, of course. Um, Kyle Lowry, number one in threes made this year. I pretty Kyle sure. Lowry better three point shooter than Steph Curry. Uh, easily. Oh, for just sure. K- just kidding. Do not run with that. Blog <laughs> boys. As did you hear that? Yeah, I did. pod. That was wild. Dude, this is my. Oh, this is a whole other thing. I'm out. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Let's just save that for like another time. I know we're kind. We kind of have downtime right now, but. Let's um, go. Let's fill some downtown? No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's go. Totals. Three-pointers made. Uh, how come it won't let me search by that? That's weird. Um, go up. Let me just see. Oh. Three-pointers made. I know you guys are loving this moment of the podcast right here. But the anticipation is totally Kyle worth it, I Lowry's promise. Two. He's two. Only to James Harden. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, though, because he played 75. He's played 14 more games than Who? Steph. Or 24 more games than Steph. Who has? Kyle Lowry. Wow. Should we rethink the third team? 24 games. That's a lot. 
It's a lot, but I I feel you though because obviously when Steph Curry's healthy, he's one of he's a first team guard. Of course, when he's healthy, yeah. Yeah. but twenty four games, man, that's a lot. Yeah, but also, what do they say? The market's fifty. Yeah, like fifty games, and you can be on a team. So like, <laughs> you got fifty one. He overachieved. <laughs> overachieved. He overachieved. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you because I just think, I think in hindsight, it's stupid to leave a guy like Steph off. Yeah. Like it is. Like we'll just look back and we'll be like, wow. You could Steph. put Kyle Lowry on first team and take Russ off if you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Russ slander. I slander Russ too, but like I find myself. You forced me to defend Russ a lot on this podcast. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm always here for Russ Slander. But all right, so those are our awards. Um, that that is our annual award podcast. It was it was pretty anticlimactic this year. Yeah, everything was very straightforward. And it and if there was, it was a it was a one or two option. And, and it was almost a and it was almost a coin flip every time. Yeah. So so like we literally couldn't get mad at each other for anything. Yeah. Um, but we might get mad at each other on a playoff pod coming. Oh soon. my god, I'm so ready for the playoff pod. So next week, uh, we will be back. I'm gonna probably drop this tomorrow on Sunday. Um, next week, we will be back to do NBA playoff seeding. Uh, obviously, we can't do that right now because, of course, the West is in fucking shambles right now. Um, the Spurs still might like miss the playoffs, which is crazy. So then your no, coach of the year might miss the playoffs. Hey, miss the playoffs, get the first pick of the draft, mm-hmm. and then just draft the next Hall of Fame big man. Yep. Just rerun. Just rerun. Get another dynasty. Um, yeah, so that one will be interesting. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward. So we'll deep dive on every playoff series. Um, it will be very fun. Um, Akil will be back for that one, of That'll course. That will be a long one. And that long. will be a long one, so FYI. Um, and another bracket. potential long one um, is I'm having my guy Noah Loffman. You guys remember him all the way back at the beginning of the year. He was on my NBA Overs Unders podcast. So what we're going to do is we wanted to do it halfway through the year, but because of um, because of scheduling conflicts and you know we had, we just had things going on, we weren't able to find a time together to record that. So we are going to um, come back, look back at our beginning of the year, Look how right we were and how wrong we were on some teams. I already know. No, I was pretty. I was pretty right. I I was going through it in my head. I think I was pretty right. I went. I'm pretty sure I went under on Charlotte. I went under on Memphis, which I know he went over. So I fucking won that battle. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting. So stay tuned for those. Those are some awesome NBA podcasts. Um, I just dropped the P Rhyme two review uh or prime sorry i keep fucking up my bad royce my bad premiere don't get at me for that uh that was with bz of dead end hip-hop that shit was fire so go check that out um and i got a lot of other rap stuff coming surprise i got something surprise in the books coming next week stay tuned for that it's big it's major and it's uh it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change some shit the podcast will never be the same yeah yeah it's another one you're gonna feel like another one you're gonna feel like another one um, I'm I'm gonna just drop it. With, I'm gonna just drop you some facts right now and let you know that the only the only hint I'm giving you is that you will be saying I will be saying another one a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean DJ Khaled, but just think about what another one means. Just think about that. Oh, okay. 
All right, let's wrap up the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Chris Platty presents Strictly Hoop Talk with my man, Akil. Go follow him on Twitter at AkilHH. You got it. There you go. All right, guys. See you later. Peace. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.